What is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Slaw Sports Show. I'm your host, Cole Noble, a.k.a. Slaw, and it's another Saturday today, which means another episode of the Slaw Sports Show is coming out. Um, and we're going to stick with the same kind of groove we've had the last couple of weeks, sticking with the NFL, because we're officially one game into the new season, an unconventional season at that. Um, but we're one game in. We had a game on Thursday night that we'll talk about here in the next couple of minutes. Um, but yeah, we're one game into week one. Um, the rest of the week will continue on tomorrow. Um, and then, of course, conclude on Monday per usual uh, with the NFL season. But we're excited. I mean, football's back. We've officially seen um, live football, live NFL football. Um, you know, we had the Chris Collinsworth and Al Michaels calling the game. Everything finally seemed like it was normal. Uh, so we're happy about that here on the Saw Sports Show. Uh, but like I said, we're going to continue talking about the NFL this week. So I apologize if you know some of the fans aren't too big NFL guys. Um, we're going to get back into the NBA here soon um, as we're approaching the finals. Uh, we're going into the conference finals now uh, with another game still. Um, trying to get worked out until they determine the uh, Western Conference Finals. But the Eastern Conference Finals is set between the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat. So we'll, we will get back to the NBA soon. Um, and then, of course, we'll get back to the MLB as that season starts to roll down toward the playoffs as well. But today, like I said, we're going to stick with the NFL. So we got a lot to talk about um, with that game on Thursday night. Uh, maybe a little preview for this week. Uh, but the main thing we're going to be discussing today is our NFL division and award predictions. Uh, for this year. And if you remember back to season one of the Slaw Sports Show, we had in-depth um, episodes for every division and how each division was going to play out. Uh, we're not really going to be doing that this year due to time constraints with the season already starting. So instead, we're going to put it all into one episode today and then give our award predictions as well. Uh, but don't worry, we'll still get in-depth on a lot of these teams and how we see the league uh, shaping out this year. Uh, but before we get into that, I really want to talk about that game on Thursday night, um, the first game of the season between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Houston Texans. And um, that game was a surprise to many. Um, people thought that the Texans might put up a little more of a fight early on than they did, especially early in the game when they uh, came out of the locker room quick, firing, uh, scored on their second drive, were up 7-0 on the Chiefs. And unfortunately, did not work out that way. They didn't score again until the fourth quarter, and the Chiefs went on to destroy them 34-20. Uh, to 20. And again, they had two late touchdowns um, in the fourth quarter that kind of made this game look a lot closer than it actually was. But the Chiefs definitely had the upper hand early, um, early in this game and held it on uh, throughout. I mean, they were averaging over five minutes per drive. The Chiefs were just holding the ball, dominating the Houston Texans on Thursday. Patrick Mahomes, he improves to 8-0 in the month of September in his career. He threw for 211 yards and three touchdowns. So Mahomes is picking up right where he left off last year winning that Super Bowl. But the real thing I want to talk about from this game and what really surpri not really surprised me, um, but was a real surprise to many, and the highlight of this game was rookie running back Clyde Edwards-Hilaire for the Kansas City Chiefs going off for 238 yards on 25 carries and scoring one touchdown as well. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire definitely made his presence known in week one 
as being the top running back taken in the draft, and rightfully so from what we've seen so far from their young buck. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire just really demonstrated his unique ability of lateral movement, um, just how how well he was able to uh, you know, move side to side, use his agility to his advantage, and make some guys miss. And like you saw in that touchdown run, he was able to do that perf- uh, to perfection, resulting in his touchdown. But what I want to talk about is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire didn't have a single reception um, in that game, which I thought was surprising. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was a huge receiving threat during his time at LSU. So I think we're only at the we're only at the uh, edge of what we've seen from Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and his potential this year. We're on the cusp of what we can see from him going into the season. Um, and week two, I really want to see Andy Reid start to implement some angle routes and some seam routes and just a lot more throws out of the backfield for Edwards-Hilaire to work. Um, but uh, nevertheless, he had a awesome game in week one, really showed out in his first game uh, in the NFL. And of course, Mahomes just, like I said, picking up right where he left off, throwing those three touchdowns. Hill, Kelsey, Watkins all getting involved with that offense. And uh, they showed to the league that, again, they're going to be a scary team uh, to reckon with this year. And the Texans, uh, their new look offense, you know, they brought in David Johnson, uh, Brandon Cooks, and Randall Cobb to their offense. And, of course, the departure uh, with the trade with DeAndre Hopkins um, leaving their offense. But their offense didn't look too far off. Um, This is definitely – it's going to take a a week or two for this offense to start clicking. Uh, But I liked what I saw. from David Johnson, obviously he's dealing with the injury right now. We'll see how how well his status holds up for week two. But David Johnson, early in that game and um, kind of later on when he came back into the game, he looked like his old self a little bit. Um, you know, he had that touchdown and, you know, ran for uh, 77 yards. He's averaging seven yards a carry. So David Johnson looked like his old self again. And we're going to see if he can keep up that work going on to this season. But we're really excited to see him kind of uh, bounce back. He's got a new team, new change of scenery. So maybe that's good for the running back um, for Houston. But yeah, this offense is definitely an offense I think could put it together here um, maybe next week or the week after. And Deshaun Watson will start to get things figured out with the Texans. So um, although it doesn't look good um, in the week one, but you got to remember they're playing the Chiefs. The Chiefs are probably going to be the best team in the league again this year. Uh, But the Texans definitely can put things together and have a great season as well. So that's all we wanted to talk about with that Thursday night football game between the Chiefs and the Texans. Just a little brief overview. And a little. um, just want to talk a little bit about Clyde Overs-Hilaire as well. So we're now going to move over to our NFL division and award predictions. Um, Award predictions will be wrapping up today's episode. But the bulk of it is going to be these NFL division predictions. And we're just going to go right into it. We're going to start in the NFC Conference and begin with the NFC East. And the NFC East is probably the worst division, I would say, in this conference this year. Um, outside the Eagles and Cowboys, the Giants um, are really going to have to fight this year to have a um, good season. And then the Washington football team is not looking like another good year for them as well. So outside the Cowboys and the Eagles, not really much we are working with there. Um, So we're going to give our predictions for this division um, coming in at the fourth team, so the last team in the NFC East. Like I said, we're going to go with the Washington football team. 
Um, it's not looking like a good year this year for them. Um, outside of Chase Young, this team uh, doesn't really look like it's going to contend. Um, but like I said, Chase Young is going to be a monster on that defense. I'm already sure of it and will hold that defensive line. But the rest of the team might be caught lacking this year. Dwayne ha uh, Haskins, I don't know how long he's going to be going as a starting quarterback for this team. And, you know, if all if nothing really goes well for this season and they end up with one of those uh, top picks in the draft, we might see them go quarterback again in the first round um, two years after drafting Dwayne Haskins. Um, so Washington, we got at four. Um, then at number three, we got the New York Giants. Um, and I got the Giants at three again because the Eagles and then the Cowboys, um, I got at two and then at one. Just those two teams are going to be significantly better than the Giants this year. But uh, the Giants have a healthy Saquon Barkley, and they're hoping for a breakout year from quarterback Daniel Jones. So the Giants could um, surprise a lot of people this year. But in my opinion, I don't think it's going to be enough to really climb uh, the ladder in the NFC East. So we got another probably like five, six win season coming out of New York for the Giants. And they're going to be one of those bottom tier teams as well in this league so we got them at three and then like i said at number two we got the philadelphia eagles um and with the philadelphia eagles the reason i got them at two um you know obviously it's looking like a promising season for them this year they added a couple of pieces on the offense miles sanders is one of my guys i got as a breakout player this year um you know added darius slay to the defense the issue i just have with the eagles is can they actually stay healthy and I don't think it's going to be the case. You know, they already got Alshon Jeffrey dealing with injuries. He's probably going to be out week one. And then just with Carson Wentz, is he going to have a full healthy season? I mean, I talked about it on my uh, Dark Horse Dark Horse MVP episode. If you didn't check that one out, I said that Carson Wentz has a real shot to be a Dark Horse MVP candidate this year. But only if he stays healthy. If he doesn't stay healthy, Jalen Hurts comes in and does something with his team. They're going to have real question marks again at the quarterback position. So if the Eagles can stay healthy, uh, they have a shot to um, upset the or to knock off the Cowboys and repeat as division champs. But in my opinion, this, that's not going to happen. The Eagles are going to get hit with the injury bug yet again, like they do year after year, and they're going to stay at that two spot. And then um, at number one, we got the Cowboys winning the NFC East retaking the throne in that division. Um, the formula looks perfect for the Cowboys this year. New head coach with winning experience. Uh, Dak Prescott got uh, his franchise tag trying to play for a long-term extension this year. Um, you know, C.D. Lamb joining Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper at that wide receiver room. Their defensive line is looking very stout this year and their linebacker core as well. Um, and then Ezekiel Elliott is going to be an absolute beast this year, in my opinion. And again, a guy I said who could win the MVP award if all goes well for him. So we got the Cowboys winning this division. And again, it's a division that's going to be one of the bottom tiers in the league, just like we saw last season. Outside those top two teams, goes really downhill and drops off a cliff from there. Uh, so we got the Cowboys taking the NFC East this year. Um, so we're going to move on to the next division. We got the NFC West. And the NFC West is the division I talked about over the summer. 
as being one of the best divisions in football, along with the NFC South. We had a whole episode breaking down these two divisions. Um, so again, just like I said, this division is going to be very, very competitive this year. Um, I'm looking for big things from the LA Rams to really bounce back this year. And then the Cardinals as well. They're looking to uh, climb the board as uh, climb the board and really show out this year as well and be another breakout team. Um, so we're going to go in with the fourth ranked team in the NFC West. We're going to give it to my uh, LA Rams. Um, I think the Rams have a lot better year than they did last year. Um, but like I said, it's going to be a competitive division. All four of these teams will probably have over seven wins this year, in my opinion, um, which is really going to be interesting to shake out how we see the playoff seedings with all those teams having above you know, six or seven games, in my opinion. Um, but I have the Rams um, coming in at four, just those other three divisions or other other three teams in that division are looking a lot stronger than the Rams are right now. Um, but like I said with my breakout players, if, you know, um, Taylor Rapp and Van Jefferson and then, of course, rookie Cam Akers, if they all can uh, fill that um, fill those holes for that Rams team and have another great year from Jared Goff and Cooper Cup as well, the Rams could have a good season. But like I said, their uh, max is going to be in that six to seven range and, they're going to come in as the four team in their division. At number three, we got the Arizona Cardinals, another team I can see having a seven to eight uh, win season. Just the, this division is just going to be so close. All of these games, um, all these interdivision games in the NFC West are going to be great games to watch this year. Uh, but the Cardinals um, have a great year this year. Like I said, going up to that seven and eight range um, in terms of wins. Kyler Murray, I think, is going to have a really good year this year. And, um, of course, adding um, DeAndre Hopkins to that offense is going to do wonders for Kyler Murray going into this year. And then, of course, on their defense, um, we'll get into a, a star player on their defense uh, later with our award predictions. Um, but, yeah, and then number two, we got the San Francisco 49ers. So I got the 49ers coming in at second. And the issue I have with them is they've been hit with the injury bug already, like we talked about with the Eagles. They can't seem to find uh, receivers who just want to stay healthy this year, and that might be a huge problem for the 49ers who are looking to repeat as NFC champions. Um, but again, that defense is going to be as strong as they were last year and really guide this team to another 9-10 win season this year. Um, so I'm looking for maybe a double-digit uh, season. Double-digit win season out of the 49ers again. Definitely thinking they can get in that 10 range. And then at number one, we got the Seattle Seahawks. I got the Seattle Seahawks coming back and winning the NFC West, taking the throne back from the 49ers this year. Russell Wilson is a guy who I think could have a tremendous year this year. And not to mention adding uh, Jamal Adams to that defense as well with Bobby Wagner. Uh, this team is going to be a hungry team this year after being taken out of the playoffs by the Packers last season. Um, so the Seattle Seahawks are going to be the ones to take back the throne in the NFC West. And, um, that rep, that will wrap up that division. We're going to move now to the NFC South and the South. Like I said earlier is another, um, division up there with the NFC West. That's going to be one of the most competitive divisions in football this year. 
I'm a hundred percent, hundred percent certain of that. It's those two divisions are going to be incredible to watch. Um, we're going to come in with number four in this division. We got the Carolina Panthers. Um, and this one was a toss up between the Panthers and the Falcons. Uh, but I think, uh, the Panthers will end up getting that four spot in their division. Um, I'm, Hoping Teddy Bridgewater has a good year for the Panthers this year and maybe solidifies himself as a franchise guy. And then Christian McCaffrey, you know he's just going to uh, be a beast like always. Um, but the issue with this, yeah, rookie head coach and a guy who's um, a head coach who's now coming into the NFL for the first time, and you have a shaky defense on the back end. Um, those two, we're just going to see how well those two mix, how well Matt Rule can really fix that defense after losing a lot of pieces last year. Um, they got a new identity this season with Carolina. Uh, so we're going to see um, how well they can put their pieces into this puzzle and try to make it work this year. But I don't think it's going to work quite to the success that they're wanting wanting to have this season. So that's why I got them at four. And then at three, we got the Atlanta Falcons. Um, the Falcons could be a team who may actually put it together this season, but they're going to have to compete with two tough teams that I got above them in this division. And um, this year might be the final year of Dan Quinn for the Atlanta Falcons as well, even though they're not they're not finishing last in their division, I don't think. Um, but definitely not a season that they're looking to have um, in Atlanta. So Dan Quinn's last season, I've been saying this for a while, but this year might be his last season in, in Atlanta. Uh, so we got them at three. At number two, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are just looking like a huge powerhouse team this year. This the level of work they put in this offseason, getting Rob Gronkowski, uh, Leonard Fournette, Tom Brady, just completely revamping this off uh, um, this offense. And then on defense, you know they they got uh, Shaquille Barrett, obviously led the league in sacks last year. This team is going to be a powerhouse in this division and in this conference um, in the NFC. But again, they're competing with another team. I got ranked above them, and that's the New Orleans Saints. Uh, so I think Drew Brees and the Saints and company again take the throne in the NFC South. Um, and I think this is the final heave-ho um, for Drew Brees this year. He's really going to have to go the Super Bowl or bust for Drew Brees. I think this is his last year. Um, with the Saints, just you know, they went out and got uh, Jameis Winston, obviously to be the backup and future successor uh, for this team. So this might be the final year of Drew Brees. He's going to have to go out with a bang, similarly to what we saw with Peyton Manning, if he wants to solidify his spot um, in the Hall of Fame. And I think they added the key component of what they needed for a Super Bowl run, and that's going to be Emmanuel Sanders coming in as their number two wide receiver behind. Uh, Michael Thomas, uh, Manuel Sanders, um, or just having a number two receiver in general for the Saints is, have, has been an issue for them in the past couple of years. Having a guy outside of Michael Thomas who can still take pressure on that or put pressure on the defense uh, with every play, I think Emmanuel Sanders is going to be that guy for this offense. And then, of course, you got Alvin Kamara, who's um, set to get his extension here in the next couple of days, and. Uh, he's happy and back with the team. And Michael Thomas, you know, the reigning offensive player of the year, looking to have another spectacular season again this year. And then on defense, they um, kept the same core together, added Malcolm Jenkins um, to their secondary. This is just a team who I think 
again um, could come up and lead this conference uh, this season. So the Saints coming in, uh, um, again, holding their throne in the NFC South. Now we're going to move to our final division in the NFC Conference. we got the NFC North. Um, the NFC North, in my opinion, isn't looking out to be a great conference or a great division this year in the NFC. And the reason being, you know, we got, um, we're just going to go right into it. At number four, we got the Chicago Bears. Um, the, shock, the Chicago Bears really need to figure something out this year with Mitchell Trubisky. Is he going to be the guy? Is he not going to be the guy? They brought in Nick Foles. Um, Nick Foles looked good during training camp, but yet they went with Mitchell Trubisky to start the season as the quarterback um, for the Bears. And, you know, this wishy-washy ordeal with the quarterback position in Chicago is really going to haunt them this season and haunt head coach Matt Nagy as well. Um, So it's really going to depend on who's really starting between Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles this season. Um, But, you know, whoever does start, um, it's going to come down to their defense uh, for the Chicago Bears. If their defense um, steps up like they did in 2018 and become one of the best defenses in the league, uh, this team might have a chance to climb the uh, leaderboards in their conference. Um, But just the issues on offense and then um, just the uncertainty on defense, if they can replicate what they did two years ago, just puts a real question mark on this team. And they're definitely going to be a bottom, um, a bottom team in this division, in my opinion. So we got them at number four, and at number three we got the Minnesota Vikings, um, a playoff team from last year. So a real, um, a real bold pick, one of our first bold picks actually here coming in at our predictions. And the issue I have with the Vikings is just they lost a lot of key pieces on their defense: Xavier Rhodes, Everson Griffin, Linval Joseph. They lost a lot of pieces on the defense and didn't add really many to come back in. I mean, you know, they added Yannick Ngakwe from the Jaguars, but at the same time, they might have lost Daniel Hunter um, for the first couple of games. So it's going to take at least until week week three or week four until we see that pass rush duo of Ngakwe and Daniel Hunter um, with the Vikings. And then on offense, getting rid of Stephon Diggs is really going to hurt this offense in more ways than they um, originally thought when they made that deal, you know, they added Justin Jefferson in the first round, but is he really going to be the guy to step up into that hole left by Stefan Diggs and who's going to play the slot? We talked about this between Thielen or Jefferson and, um, how is that really going to work, uh, with that offense in, uh, Minnesota and then Kirk cousins as well at quarterback. He, he might have another good year as well. And then at running back, you got Dalvin cook. So, again, the issues with this team just really solely lies with that defense and the whole left by Stephon Diggs. And I think they're really going to have a disappointing season this year. Um, a lot of teams or a lot of people uh, see this team being as a top uh, top two in this division or even winning the division again. Uh, but I don't think that's the case. I think Minnesota really disappoints this year and falls down to three in their division. And then at number two, we got coming up, uh, the Detroit Lions. Um, I think the Detroit Lions have a real bounce back here this year. Um, at running back, you know, carry on Johnson, DeAndre Swift, the rookie, and then adding Adrian Peterson as well. Matthew Stafford coming back. He is healthy. He has all the weapons needed. Um, that's the issue right now is Kenny Galladay going into week one. He's a little banged up. 
but um, I fully believe he'll be ready to go um, as the season rolls along. So Stafford has all the weapons this year, in my opinion, to have a bounce back year and um, come back as being one of the top 10 quarterbacks in the league. So Stafford, I'm having high hopes for you this year um, to really come back and impress um, after that injury last year. And then on the defensive side of the ball, they lost Darius Slay, immediately replaced him with Jeff Okuda um, in the first round. So no holes on the defense as well. Um, this Detroit team is primed to come up in this division. Um, but I think they're going to fall short um, kind of around that nine-win mark um, in that division. And then winning the NFC North uh, yet again, we got the Green Bay Packers. Just the Packers, they were a 13-3 team last season with uh, rookie head coach Matt LaFleur. Um, I don't think that was a, uh, a fluke. You know, they got Aaron Rodgers, who's a top-five quarterback in this league, and they made him mad. I mean, that's a mad and a bad man this year. And the NFL and the division, the Green Bay Packers as an organization, um, should not have done that because Aaron Rodgers is coming in with a price um, on everyone's head this year, in my opinion. And he's going to show just how much respect he really deserves. And then you got Aaron Jones, a guy who tied the league in touchdowns last year at running back. And just the issue again with them is wide receiver. Outside Devontae Adams, um, there's not really two big two big playmakers um, for the Green Bay Packers. You got Alan Lazard, um, Marquez Valdez-Scanling, and then Equiminia St. Brown. Just guys you never really heard of on that offense um, outside Devontae Adams. Tight end still a question. And, of course, the question is what scheme are they going to run offensively? because they made a lot of head-scratching decisions um, during the offseason this year. But again, uh, Matt LaFleur won 13 games his first year. I think he's, um, I think he knows what he's doing with this offense, and you got an angry Aaron Rodgers on there as well. I think he's going to have one of his better, better years of his career um, this season. And then on defense, um, they're still looking like uh, the Packers are going to have a top defense in the league. Um, you know, the Smith Rose rushing the quarterback. Kenny Clark, one of the better defensive tackles. Their secondary is young and hungry as well. And then at linebacker, they added Christian Kirksey, so finally getting an inside linebacker as well for the Packers. Again, it's looking like another uh, season as the Kings of the North for the Packers this year. So now we're going to go over to the AFC, beginning with the AFC East. Um, this is a division I think will shake up this year. For the first time in a long time, um, for the last 20 years, it seemed like the Patriots have won and dominated and absolutely killed this division this year. Um, I don't think it's going to be the case. We're just going to go in um, talking with the bottom going up like we have. So we're going to start at four. We got the New York Jets. Uh, the Jets are a team that many people think can have a good year this year and can be one uh, one of the teams in contention um, to win this division um, with Sam Darnold. But I think there's too many internal conflicts with this team, with Adam Gase and Le'Veon Bell. Um, and then a wide receiver, um, not really impressive at that position. And then the defense, you know, losing Jamal Adams. Um, and then just all the key pieces they lost on their defense as well. And just the New York Jets are not looking like a team, in my opinion, that can really shine this year um sam darnold really have to 
um, show out this year if the Jets want to do something this season. But again, with the playmakers he has and the internal conflict at running back with the head coach, it's not looking like a good year for the Jets. And hopefully Sam Darnold's job isn't at stake um, after this season if they finish down as the bottom team in this division. But that's the way I see it folding out. Um, I got the Jets going in at four. And at number three, I got the Miami Dolphins coming from the depths of the deep ocean. We got the Dolphins coming back up finally. And, um, you know, they re- really revamped their defense. I loved what this organization did this offseason on defense. Uh, you know, they added Shaq Lawson, Kyle Van Noy, Byron Jones, pairing him up with Zayvon Howard at cornerback, drafting uh, Noah Igbon Higgany in the first round. And also in the first round, they got Tua Tagaviola. Um, at quarterback and obviously we're not going to see two at the beginning of the season they're rolling with ryan fitzpatrick but more um as the year goes along we will eventually see Tua Tagovailoa take charge of this offense from ryan fitzpatrick and then from then on it from then on it's his job in this division um so we got them coming up at number two we got the new england patriots uh they're finally going to fall down to second um just what they lost on defense, um, uh, all the players that have opted out of the season, but they still have the reigning defensive player of the year in Stephon Gilmore, uh, so they're going to try to make something work um, with him. And again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt Bill Belichick this season, um, um, especially with what they're kind of working with on offense with Cam Newton and um, just how how well Bill Belichick really folds this offense this year and gets that defense rolling as well. I wouldn't doubt this team um, to again win this division, but I got them coming in at second and then winning the AFC East. I got the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are primed for success this year. Um, Sean McDermott is a great coach. They got Josh Allen who's looking to make his mark this year and really take that next step forward to being the guy for the Buffalo Bills. Two young running backs. Um, a, a speedy wide receiver group with John Brown and now adding Stephon Diggs and a defense who was one of the best in the league last year and is looking to be the case again this year. All the recipes to take this division finally for the Buffalo Bills being the top of the AFC East. I really see that happening this year with the with the Buffalo Bills. So I have them winning the AFC East. And now we're going to move over to the AFC West again coming in at the bottom. Um, to start, we got the LA Chargers at fourth. Just the Chargers, I, um, you know, already having issues losing uh, safety Derwin James for the season. He's a huge part of that defense, and then they're going to have to rely solely on Joey Bosa and Melvin um, Ingram on that defensive line to really carry that defense. And on offense, you get Tyrod Taylor start the season, but at what point do they move with Justin Herbert? Is that the right decision? Just too many issues with this team um, going into this season. So we're really going to have to see how well um, they can perform and, and and perform in their new stadium as well. Um, but again, we got them coming in at number four. Number three, we got the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, I think the Raiders have a pretty decent year this year, you know, kind of in that seven, seven win mark. Um, I'm seeing a lot. Of good news coming out of the Raiders offense with their rookie wide receivers, of course, with Henry Ruggs. And I think uh, Derek Carr, this is a make or break year for him as well. 
um, if he can put things together with this offense and try to get this team back into the playoffs. Don't think it's going to be quite the case. Um, I think, of course, they have a decent year. And Josh Jacobs at running back, um, I'm really excited to see what he does here in year two as well and maybe even become one of the top running backs in the league. And at number two, we got the Denver Broncos, uh, my team to really break out this year. Just what they were able to do on off um, offensively um, during the offseason, adding all those weapons for Drew Locke. Um, of course, they lost Vaughn Miller for what's looking like um, the entire regular season. Um, he went down, had to have surgery uh, last play um, of, of practice last week, had an issue with the ankle ligament. Um, so he is going to be out for quite a while. Uh, but nevertheless, Denver Broncos, I really like what they did this year. Um, I'm really seeing a huge bounce uh, bounce year for them uh, really come out and break out this season. And I think Drew Locke's going to have a great year defensively. Um, they got Bradley Chubb, who I think will have a good year as well. Justin Simmons at safety. They added uh, A.J. Boye at cornerback uh, as well. So the Broncos are really silently going to be a good team this year. And then, of course, at number one, the Kansas City Chiefs. They are, again, looking prime to be the best team in the NFL. No question about it. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is just looking like an absolute beast already this season. And they added that man, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, as a new addition and a new option on that offense who can really do it all, in my opinion. So the Chiefs, again, take the AFC West. No question about that one. Uh, we're going to move to the AFC South coming in. Of course, at last, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars, a team who's really looking like they're going to tank this year. Um, so we're not going to spend too much time with them. Just um, not looking like they're really trying to perform this year. And that three, we got the Indianapolis Colts. Um, I'm not really fond of the Colts this year. Defensively, they got a lot of pieces and can really make something work. But offensively, you know, going with Phillip Rivers in free agency uh, was a move that I didn't really agree with. Does he have it left in the tank to make a run? That's something I'm really in a question about. And then not really sure what their plans are at running back. Um, so it's just a team who uh, is going to win win a bunch of games against the lesser teams in the league, like the Jaguars, you know, just kind of these lesser tier teams. Once they play these higher tier teams, they're going to get blown out of the water, in my opinion. Uh, so they're going to be a really average at best team this year. At number two, we got the Tennessee Titans. Um, the Titans are a team that I think uh, can try to replicate the success they had last season. But all that depends on the hype levels around uh, Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry both getting massive contract extensions. All eyes are on them to replicate what they did last year um, in Tennessee. Uh, but A.J. Brown's a guy who I think could really have a great year this year and year two for their offense, giving them a, um, giving them a definite number one receiver for that offense is going to be key for them this season. And then at number one, we got the Houston Texans. Um, and again, like I said earlier in this episode, the Texans are a team that will eventually find that offense and get that offense figured out. Deshaun Watson's a born winner, and I think he's going to carry that mentality and win this division again uh, this season. And then we got the AFC North. Um, we got coming in at four, the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, they have a lot of uh, eyes on them with getting Joe Burrow with a number one overall pick. 
Um, just what, what really will uh, Joe Burrow do in his first season? This is a division that could uh, surprisingly be a tough division as well. Um, but Joe Burrow, does he have all the pieces around him to really take the reins in year one and get this Bengals team up the charts? Not something I see happening this year. Um, this is going to be a two- or three-year process for the Bengals and Joe Burrow. And, um, of course, it all begins this year. Just looking to see um, if they can get to that five-win mark will be very impressive uh, for the rookie. And then at number three, um, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers, the return of Ben Roethlisberger. Um, I think uh, Roethlisberger has a good year uh, coming back from his injury last season. Um, just on offense um, with Juju Smith-Schuster, Deontay Johnson, this guy who I had who I had on my breakout player list, and then James Conner at running back as well. They're strong offensive line, but their defense is really going to be impressive for the Steelers this season. Um, their defense is going to be one of the top defenses in the league. Um, you know, Minka Fitzpatrick, Cam Hayward, TJ Watt, just a lot of quality players on that defense. Um, but again, I have a team that's on the come up this season. At number two, I got the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns, I think, will be the number two team in this division. Um, but it's going to be a real battle between them and Pittsburgh this season. They're going to be neck and neck all season long for that second spot. Uh, but the Browns, I think, will have the advantage. Uh, I think their offense will finally find its groove this year with head coach uh, Kevin Stefanski. You know, you got Kareem Hunt coming in to mix in um, with Nick Chubb, who was one of the top running backs last year. Odell uh, Beckham Jr. is looking to have a bounce back year. And then on defense, um, you know, the return of Miles Garrett as well is going to be huge for this team. And this is a team that I think just fi they figure it out this year. Um, you know, yeah, I got a lot of crap last year for riding the Browns. Uh, but like I said, with Baker being a dark horse MVP candidate, I'm, a, I'm doing it again this year, guys. Uh, just the Browns, this is the year I think they finally put it together um, and have everything kind of finally click and work right for their offense. And then at number one, we got the Baltimore Ravens. Um, again, a no question here, the Ravens are looking like a powerhouse team in the entire league. You got reigning MVP Lamar Jackson, still hungry to prove the doubters wrong. Uh, Marquise Brown coming into the season looking like a breakout player and could be a huge number one threat for that offense. Uh, you got Mark Ingram paired with rookie J.K. Dobbins on defense, adding Calais Campbell and Patrick Queen. Just this team is looking like a dominant team. And as an organization, they're really showing how you run an organization um, and how to make a team that could potentially become a dynasty in this league. So the Ravens, we got again winning the AFC North as well with Lamar Jackson having yet another great year. So that's all of our predictions uh, for the divisions. So we're going to give our quick rundown of our playoff rankings Going back to the NFC, um, we're going to go in with the number one seed. I have the number one seed being the New Orleans Saints, followed by the Seattle Seahawks, Green Bay Packers, Dallas Cowboys, and then the three wildcard teams. we got the Buccaneers, 49ers, and the Eagles. Um, so that's looking out to shape up to be a great playoffs um, for the NFC. And then in the AFC, we got the number one seed, be, of course, being the Kansas City Chiefs followed by the Baltimore Ravens, the Buffalo Bills, the Houston Texans, the Tennessee Titans, and the Cleveland, uh, the Cleveland Browns as the sixth 
And then the seventh, I got the Denver Broncos taking that seventh spot and sneaking into the playoffs narrowly over the Pittsburgh Steelers. So those are our seedings for the playoffs. And then now our award predictions um, going in uh, to the end of the season. At MVP, we're going to give it to Patrick Mahomes because I don't know who else you can go with this year. Patrick Mahomes is already looking to dominate, starting the season with three touchdowns and a win in week one. This guy is just a, um, a freak at the quarterback position, and it's going to keep showing it this year. The Chiefs are really looking likely to go back-to-back Super Bowl wins. So uh, MVP, got to give it to Patty Mahomes this year. Offensive player of the year, I'm giving that to Ezekiel Elliott. Um, this is a guy on my dark horse MVP watch list. Um, just with how that offense is going to look in Dallas, um, looking like a deep pass offense is really going to open it up for Ezekiel Elliott to explode on the scene this year. And like I said in that episode, he's going to lead the league in rushing yards this year. So Ezekiel Elliott, I got you winning the Offensive Player of the Year. Uh, Defensive Player of the Year, I got Miles Garrett coming back with the Cleveland Browns this year. And it's going to be a huge reason why this team makes the playoffs this year. Uh, Miles Garrett is going to be an absolute beast. Um, it's looking like he might have a 19 to 20 sack season in the, uh, this year. That's my bold prediction for Miles Garrett. 20 sacks on the year, winning that Defensive Player of the Year award. And then at the Rookies, um, Offensive Rookie of the Year, we're going to give it to Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Um, you know, Joe Burrow has a shot to win this. But again, if he only wins five games, it's going to be hard to give it to him. I mean, we saw that last year with Kyler Murray. Um, but at the same time, um, I think jo- uh, Josh Jacobs really should have won that award last year. Um, so this year, we're not going to give it to the quarterback. They're going to fix their mistake and give it to the running back, giving it to Clyde edwards Hilaire. The guy exploded in week one and is looking to explode farther down uh, throughout the rest of the season. And that defensive rookie of the year, um, this one, people are sure fired to give it to Chase Young. Uh, but, I mean, it's going to be very hard to give it to a guy who, a guy on a team who's going to win two to three games this year, um, in my opinion, with the Washington football team. So instead, I'm giving it to Isaiah Simmons, the linebacker for the Arizona Cardinals. This guy's really being um, extremely under the radar right now. No one, um, since the draft, no one's been talking about Simmons. I think he's going to be a beast, a really uh, do-it-all player for that defense for the Arizona Cardinals. And he's going to be the guy to be covering, uh, you know, Tyler Higby, uh, Greg Olson, and George Kittle, those tight ends in that division. And he's going to be a huge part of a huge playmaker and a huge reason why they might steal a couple of wins from uh, Seattle and the 49ers this year. And then finally, at Coach of the Year, we're going to give it to Sean McDermott leading the Buffalo Bills to the AFC East, winning the division and getting the third seed in the playoffs. Um, This one is just, you know, with uh, Coach of the Year, um, you don't really give it to the, uh, like, in my opinion, they're not going to give it to one of the top guys, um, you know, like Andy Reid, Harbaugh, uh, Sean Payton, or Pete Carroll. Instead, they're going to give it to Sean McDermott, who's really going to lead this Buffalo Bills squad to success this year, in my opinion. So Coach of the Year, we got Sean McDermott. So that's all the time we got for today's episode. If you guys have any thoughts, comments, concerns about any of my predictions, feel free to come at me on Twitter, at Slaw Sports Show. 
And of course, check out our website, uh, Slaw's Red Zone Report. The link to that is in our Twitter bio as well, breaking uh, NFL articles. Um, but that's all we have for today's episode. Just want to give our quick division predictions going in to week one of the NFL season. Uh, so hope you guys enjoyed. Um, check out some football uh, this week. Finally got it back. And of course, uh, looking forward to the NBA finals coming up. Ready to talk about that as well. But of course, that's all the time we have for today's episode. So thank you for joining me. Hope you enjoyed. And until next time, uh, or until Saturday, uh, we'll see you. We'll see you then. So peace.